0: Hi, I'm Simon Drew and welcome to the Practical Stoic Podcast, where I dive deep into the ancient philosophy of Stoicism. If you find value in this podcast, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash Drew. Otherwise, you can head to simonjedrew.com to find my writings, my music, and also information about my one-on-one coaching. But apart from that, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Practical Stoic Podcast and thank you so much for spending your time here listening to this and seeking some extra wisdom to help you in your life. Now, in today's episode I'm doing something a little bit different because today we had one of our uh, regular fortnightly Patreon meetups and uh, man, it was such a great conversation today. We, the, the topic was based around this idea of meaning. What is meaning? Where can we find it? How can we cultivate more meaning in our lives? And uh, so, basically, at the start of the, the the meetup, I, as I usually do, I, I did a little bit of an introduction, uh, talked about some thoughts that I'd written down about the subject. Uh, and the question and and i thought that after this meetup you know i just felt so uplifted everybody really just did a beautiful job of sharing their own experiences uh, with cultivating meaning in their life and and uh, we had a great discussion and and i got a lot out of it as well but i thought that what i'd do in today's episode is to share that introduction that i gave in the meetup with all of you because uh, i I, th- I thought that there was enough good stuff in there that maybe it should be something that i share with with uh, those of you who are just listening to the podcast so, uh, this is the you know, roughly half hour introduction that I did at the start of the meetup, and uh, if you want to hear the whole conversation that we had, uh, where everybody uh, jumped in and gave their own opinions and their own thoughts and, and, and uh, experiences, then you can find it posted on my Patreon feed, just go to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew, And on that note, if you do have the means to support the show, then you'd be doing a great service uh, because this show is not possible without my incredible and inspiring Patreon supporters. So, uh, as I said earlier, jump over to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew, where you can get access to the recordings of these fortnightly meetups. You can come along, you can participate and share your own experiences and learn from uh, everybody else as well. And you can also get access to 12 of these Seneca series episodes each and every month. So, if you're wanting some extra content, some extra wisdom and and uh, and inspiration, then head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. Now, without any further ado, I present to you the introduction to our meetup this morning on the topic of meaning and where to find it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this conversation today, hey, because this is... Um... Uh, this is, you know, one of the most important conversations that we could engage in, right? What is, what is meaning? Uh, Where is it to be found? How can we cultivate meaning in our lives? Uh, You know, some of the uh, wisest people who have ever lived wrestled with this exact question, right? You know, what is that thing that sustains life? You might say. Um, And, and, it's, it's a question that, in a sense, you know, it, it's such a deep question that we're all highly unqualified to be wrestling with it. But in another sense, you could say that because we are human and we know how we feel and we can observe how we feel in various situations in our lives, we're all exactly qualified to deal with this question of what is meaning and and where does it come from and 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 how does it uh, I guess to use the cheesiest term possible how does it manifest itself in our lives um, and I've I've been thinking about this a lot over the past year and a half especially in my life um, you know especially as you know. As I started to take on greater responsibilities within my, my coaching practice, you know, this question kept on popping up over and over again, because if there's anything that it is my job to do, whether it is on the podcast or whether it is with my coaching, um, it's it's to facilitate places where people can engage with that question of what is meaningful to you and how can you move closer towards more experiences in your life that feel and look a little bit more like meaning, um, because it truly is the thing that sustains us in our life. Um, and so I, I guess I, I guess, I wrote down a few notes and I wanted to go through them before we dump, jump into the conversation. And then, you know, when, when I get you all in, I'd like you to think about, you know, what are the times in your life when you feel something resembling meaning? Uh, you know, what are the times that sustain you? And to think about this, you know, I've written down a few questions, uh, not necessarily questions, but this is what meaning kind of feels like to me. And you might use this as a gauge to think about it in your own life. Um, and, and I guess one thing that I should probably start by saying is that, you know, okay, why would we even talk about, you know, meaning? Um, you know, what, what, why would we even uh, be considering this question? And I think that the answer to that is because if you know what it looks like, then you can kind of trace the steps back to see where it came from and how you might enable or open the door for more of that feeling in your life. Um, to the Stoics, for example, this was, I guess you could call it eudaimonia. That's, that's the word that they used for, for this feeling of meaning. It's, it's a flourishing life. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's this feeling where things are, you might say things are coming together for you in, in a harmonious way. And that's one of the reasons why I, I think that the analogy of music is so important, right? Because music is something that all of us can relate to on some level in a deep way, right? All of us can relate to the fact that music is something that brings deep meaning to us, right? You listen to music that that is is you know that speaks to your nature as a human, and you know, Jordan Peterson made this great point, right, about punk rockers he said that punk rockers are these strange people in society who they play this music that is all about nihilism and, you know, uh, the world sucks and, you know, like, you, you know, all this rough kind of music and and just being down on life and that sort of stuff. But they're like some of the most religious people around because you look at them while they're playing this music and you look at the people who listen to this music and, and the trance that they get into while they're engaging with this music and it's like it's it's a religious experience they experience deep 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 meaning that they don't know where it comes from but it's coming from this music which unleashes this meaningful experience of being fully engaged with something and so music on on one level we can all agree that it brings us together into that harmonious state where you experience this this feeling of of flourishing almost in your soul right and you know, if you ever come across somebody who says that they hate music and they never listen to it, you think that's not even a human. <laughs> you know, like, like, how is that possible, right? That you don't get some sort of sense of meaning from music. And one of the reasons I think that that is, that the music is a good representation of meaning is because it's it's layers upon layers upon layers of things that fit beautifully together, that create an experience of of unity and harmony, you know, there's, there's a reason we associate the term harmony with music, right? Because it's it's a coming together of multiple elements that on their own would seem rather um, <laughs> insignificant. And yet when they come together, there's there's a beautiful flourishing of harmony there. I, I didn't even write those notes down there. So that's just something that I just wanted to kind of dive into as, a, as an extra Narrative to use as you're identifying meaning in your life is the times when things are coming together uh, in a harmonious way for you. But a few of the other ways that I kind of wrote down that I think that meaning feels like uh, it, it, it feels like the moments when you lose track of time, you know, when you're so deeply engaged in something that the clock doesn't even matter to you, food doesn't even matter to you. You know, everything in the periphery just drops away and you are fully engaged in this thing. Uh, It feels like being at the right place in the right time, doing the right thing in the right mindset. You know, that's a flourishing state if ever there was one, right? That's, That's also in a way the conceptualization of the stoic sage or just the sage in general. It's the person who no matter what they do, it's going to be the right thing in the right place at the right time with the right mindset, meaning, you know, the mindset being the most important thing, meaning it's not even a question to them whether or not they should do this thing. It's just, it's the right thing to do. And they naturally flow into it. Um, Another way you could put it is um, I thought about this a while ago and it really kind of changed my life to consider this idea and it's not a new one, it's one that's given to us by many, many cultures, religions, and, and philosophies. This idea that everything is, is energy, Any, everything is a source of energy, right? And, and, you know, you can do things in your life that give you energy, that uplift you, that strengthen you, that push you forward, that, that, uh, uh, that, that give you this deep burning energy within you. And, and it's like when you do more of those things, you're able to do even more things right it's like when you play those games you get invited to play even more games because you have so much energy as a result of the intrinsic value that comes from that but then we also know that there are relationships or people or you know things that we do or bad habits that drain that energy as well you know and and i think that people is talking about this in terms of people is a good idea because we can all identify with, you know, one of the reasons why we're all here today, hopefully, is because we experience a greater sense of energy after we have had these kinds of conversations. We get together, we talk about things that are meaningful, and then afterwards, we have more energy to face our life uh, forthrightly, courageously, um, and with strength and purpose. Uh, But we can all identify with the fact that there are people in our lives maybe who We would rather not be around because every time you're around that person, oh, they're complaining or there's always something wrong or, you know, they're down on life or, you know, and I'm not saying that people don't have hard lives, but there are people who drain that energy from you, right, just in their presence which also speaks to the, the fact that there's such a strange connection between human beings where even if you don't touch somebody, you can be affected by them and your energy can be drained as a result of being around them, right? Which is just a funny phenomenon where, where such, you know, that to me is more proof of the kind of spiritual realm of, of life than anything, right? Because you... You don't even touch something or somebody and it reacts with you and on you as an as an agent, right? It's such a strange phenomenon. And, yeah, the other, the other note that I wrote down was just eudaimonia, which we've already talked about, the flourishing life. That's kind of what it feels like. Flourishing is a good word. Um, uh, I think of it, if you want a picture to think of in your mind, um, I think of this in relation to something that I did last year, which was, um, I was climbing the mountains of the Sunshine Coast and hiking along the trails. And all of a sudden, I started to notice these gorgeous wildflowers growing everywhere, right? And, and uh, it was the first time in my life that I'd noticed them. Now, I had been on those mountains and on those trails so many times before in my life. But all of a sudden, I finally actually paid attention and saw that there were all these gorgeous wildflowers blooming everywhere It was exquisite and there's a lot of photos on my website if you want to see them but I thought you know maybe one of the reasons why we love a bouquet of flowers right or to see a gorgeous like set of flowers in, in nature or something flourishing like that is because it does represent flourishing you know it's just this outburst of beauty uh, extravagant beauty that that makes you pause and, 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 and focus on the finer details. And I, and I saw that I saw these bouquets of flowers growing everywhere in, 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 these Hills. And I just thought, man, that if that isn't a picture of what I want my life to be like, right. Coming from the depths, you awaken with your consciousness, you're in the world now and you just, there's this outpouring of beauty and flourishing. And, and, and what I realized about these bouquets of flowers growing as well was, there were imperfections all throughout them, right? But the imperfections added to the beauty of the whole, right? And, and so you take a picture of these wildflowers and, you know, you might, you could think, well, a flower is just, if it's truly beautiful, it's just perfect in every way. That's just not true. Like, like Marcus Aurelius said, you know, the, the, the cracks on a loaf of bread make it even more enticing to us. Um, and so there's, there's something about the, the marrying of the imperfections in life with the perfections that brings together this kind of uh, beautiful harmony uh, in our lives. And one thing that you might consider with that, just riffing on this idea, is it, one thing about humans that we know is that we are ultimately vulnerable. The other thing that we know is that we are ultimately powerful. You know, it's, it's like, you know, if people saw what we were able to do with an iPhone 300 years ago, maybe even 100 years ago, they wouldn't even understand what's going on. It would be like magic to them. You know, we, 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 if you look at what we've gone through in history, we're constantly up against nature, which is constantly trying to kill us and wins 100% of the time. So, we're, we're always going to die. <laughs> We're always imperfect. We always make mistakes. We are so vulnerable uh, deep down within ourselves, right, and also externally, but also look at what we can do. And so it seems like meaning is also something that comes from the merging of the vulnerability of humanity as well as the, the power of humanity, and it's the overcoming of the vulnerability and the moving towards the power that that kind of uh, can sustain that kind of feeling sometimes if that if that's an idea worth exploring in the future as well so i did want to share a couple of uh a couple of thoughts just on how i think we might move in the direction of 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 a more meaningful life um and this this really comes from the experience that i've had in my life of being in places, as we've all had, right, in being in places where the meaning seems to have been lost and then doing things in order to move in a direction that gets us closer to meaning. And what I've noticed is that there's, at least for me, the framework that I like to use for it is is, is threefold. Uh, and, and this is something that kind of came to me by inspiration one day when I was kind of thinking about these things. I, I don't know how it came about, but I, I, these three words just kept on going through in my mind, right? Nature, culture, philosophy, nature, culture, philosophy. And when I really thought about it, it seemed to me like there are three things that we really want to merge together, right? We, we, when it comes to your nature, who are you? Like, who are you really? What are you drawn to? What calls you, right? Because, we're not all the same. There are things that draw us together. There are things that bring us together, right? That might be the culture element of this, of this threefold approach, the, the things that bring us together, but that when it comes to your nature, there is something within you that calls you forth, right? That, that you are deeply interested in the, you know, everybody has something that they're drawn to, right? And, and, if they don't feel like they have, maybe it's because they haven't quite looked deep enough within themselves to, or been honest enough with themselves to, to say, well, yeah, maybe that is a thing that I should go towards. And, and it doesn't have to be a deep burning desire or call. It could just be something that you think you're interested in, right? Something that, you know, like, like Ben, we've talked about this before, you know, you're interested in art and art history, you know, that's something that calls to you, you know, Eric, you you know, you're starting your business at the moment with, with, um, with your LIDAR technology and everything. And that's something that called deeply to you. And you said, man, I have to follow this no matter what. So, that's your nature. That's something about you that is within you that you can't necessarily change, but you, you actually really need to look at it. You need to focus on it. And then what I thought about is, okay, the culture element here is You need to learn about your culture because that's going to be the avenue through which you're able to integrate what is your nature into the society at large, right? So, you know, something that I thought about a while ago was, you know, the brilliant thing about our culture is that it's constantly giving us ideas for how we can employ virtue towards a higher aim. It's like if you're a musician Here's a whole bunch of instruments that you didn't create. You had nothing to do with their creation. You had nothing to do with the fact that they're here available to you. But this institution of culture has worked for thousands of years to give you these instruments that you can then say, okay, I'm a musician. I'm interested in in music. I'm going to take one of these instruments. I'm going to try and be as virtuous as I can, meaning doing the right thing at the right place at the right time, practicing them, trying to get better at them. That's a path to enlightenment. Your culture has given you all of these paths to enlightenment to say, here's something that you can use to let the nature within you come out in an integrated, harmonious way so that maybe the fact that you engaged in that process adds to the culture at large and gives everybody around you something of value that they can then use, you know, to experience meaning as well. And that's, that's such an exciting thing to know, you know. I think that we can often get down on our culture because there's so many imperfect elements of it. But the other side of the story is that there's so many things that our cultures have given us that we can immediately start to use to, to add value. And I think that the merging of your nature and your culture looks like duty, which is what the Stoics talked about, right? It's like, okay, there's something about you that is unique that is different, that is is, is calling you forth, that you're interested in, all right, now that you know that, you have a duty to your culture at large to then take the skills that you have naturally, right, uh, or the interests that you have naturally and to integrate them into your culture in a meaningful way that adds to everybody around you. And, and I think that when you you know, there's, there's meaning in duty. There's meaning in picking up your load. It's like, you know, for Western culture, the sage was like Jesus Christ. Right. And what's the ultimate picture of Jesus Christ picking up his cross, walking up the hill and being crucified. It's right. It's like, it's like, you know, take responsibility for your load, man. Like whatever it is, whatever it is, if, you know, if there's something about you, right. That, that is calling you forth, you pick it up. And you see how you can, you can use that for the common good of everybody. And, and I think that the, the more I have, you know, one of the reasons why I do these meetups or I do the podcasts or because, you know, one of the reasons why I do music or coaching, anything that I'm doing right now, it's because I feel like it's a part of my nature to want to explore these ideas, to share with people. And, and to bring them into my own journey, right? Like like I always say, I'm not perfect at all, but I'm trying to go on this path and maybe I can bring a few people along with me. The meaning that I get from that, it's, it's, it comes from the merging of my interests, my nature and the culture that I'm trying to help to develop. And, and when you merge those two things together, it's duty, it's meaning, it's flourishing. I don't know how else to describe it. But then the other element that I wanted to just bring into it was wisdom and philosophy, which is kind of the thing that's going to fill in the gaps for you, right? Because maybe you can, maybe you can kind of vaguely understand that you've got some interests within you. Maybe you can vaguely see the culture around you. You can see that oh, there's some opportunities here, there's some opportunities there studying wisdom and paying attention, right? Studying the heroes of your culture and of your interests, right? Because no matter what interest you have, there are people who have been the heroes of that interest in the past. So, you need to learn from them. And as you learn from the heroes of your culture, as you learn from the philosophers or the the religious leaders or the people who, who, who are able to impart the wisdom of meaning and how to get there, That's going to fill in the gaps for you that you don't quite understand yet. And it's going to help you to to integrate yourself into your culture in a way that is meaningful, that gives you meaning. And, you know, I I want to come to Viktor Frankl because he wrote a whole book on this, right? Man's Search for Meaning. One of the greatest things that he said, I I want to read this to you. I'll just grab the quote up here. He said, ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of life is. But rather, he must recognize that it is he who is asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible, right? And and so that's, you know, there's a massive conversation around that today. You know, one of the reasons uh, I find this so interesting, right? Uh, That that one of the reasons why uh, Jordan Peterson, had such a crazy uh, uh, ascendance, right, to to fame in the world because his message was purely based around pick up your cross, take responsibility, what's your duty in your society? Responsibility is going to be the thing that leads to great meaning in your life, right? And the final thought that I want to add here um, is when you're looking at your culture, in Stoicism, you know, we we are obviously we focus a lot on the mob, right, and say, and and and, and a lot on the negative side of the mob, right? Okay, like mob rule, mob think, you know, uh, you can really be drawn into the mob, and then you just become like a zombie, right? You're not really thinking; you're kind of just being a part of the crowd. But but there's also another side of the mob, which is that you know you can generally assume that if millions and millions and millions of people around the world are now and have for thousands of years found meaning in certain things within their culture, then maybe you're going to find the same meaning if you engage in those practices too. You know, you might think of things like marriage or engaging in religious uh, ritual uh, or, you know, taking care of your family or, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's so many things that we do at large in our culture that if you look at the wisdom from on high, right, if you look down on your culture and you think, what's everybody doing and how do they find meaning? You know, you can find areas where you might not be living quite up to that standard and where you might say, okay, maybe the mob can actually teach me something here. Maybe I'm doing something wrong because I'm not actually integrating myself into my society in a meaningful way that people have always experienced meaning from, right? So, there's a whole bunch of thoughts there for you, but I, I guess I wanted to open up this discussion by giving you those thoughts of maybe how, how you might consider. Uh, um, I, think it's, I think it's a helpful triad of ideas there, you know, find your nature, integrate it into your culture and use wisdom to help you to fill in the gaps there while you're on that path. I think it's been helpful to me to think about that. Um, And if I can share one example before I I open it up to discussion, because this is ultimately what I want. I want everybody to share, you know, what have you found meaning in and why do you think that's the case? Um, Over the last year and a half, I've really been diving into the creative side of myself, you know, because I finally came to realize that... um, That was something that if I didn't awaken that more within myself, I was going to wither away and die. You know, like Ben, we talked about this on Patreon the other day, like one of the quotes that changed my life was when I heard Jordan Peterson say he was talking because he's dealt with a lot of creative people in his practice, right? And he said that when creative people don't create things, they just wither away and die. And, and obviously, it doesn't mean that necessarily literally, but in a sense, it is literal. Like, I recognized that within myself. And I thought, man, from a young age, I was musical. Why am I not doing music right now? You know, like I, that was a natural part of myself. I thought, man, I need to do that. And, and it was hard for me to dive back into that. But as I did that more and more, I experienced more flourishing in my life. You know, and then I thought, oh, I love to write, but it's difficult. Okay. Well, I just, I have to just start. I just have to pick up my pen and start writing. The more I started writing and thinking and being creative in my writing, the more flourishing I experienced. You know, and this is stuff that it's so deeply a part of my nature that you immediately start to recognize, man, if I could figure out my life in such a way that all I get to do each day is the thing that I'm naturally good at, which is, you know, writing, uh, you know, playing music, uh, you know, I've found a, a, a natural inclination towards coaching. So, I've tried to set myself up in a way that I get to talk to more people in that capacity. I'm telling you, like, the more I have leaned into those directions that are naturally a part of myself, the more meaning and the flourishing I've experienced and, and, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what happened there because I don't quite know. <laughs> but this is like the first step for me, figuring it out and, and sharing it with you guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this. I really hope you enjoyed that part of the meetup. And, and as I said, if you do want to find the rest of that conversation, man, it was it was just it was such a good conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I learned a lot from, from everybody else who shared their own experience. So, if you want that, then you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon J. E. Drew. But other than that, I hope you've really enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practical Stoic Podcast. Remember that you can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. There you'll gain access to many exclusive episodes that haven't been released yet, as well as over 200 episodes recorded before 2020. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me as you move towards your ideal, then you can go to simonjedrew.com forward slash coaching. But for now, I'll talk to you next time.